every human being on this earth is fucking beautiful. Everyone has their own beautiful purpose. Nobody knows the way you're thinking. Everyone's got their own shit going on in their life. There's going to be people that upset you, but that's just their projections. If you can just actually take the time to love yourself and to love everybody around you, your life will be so peaceful. That was Luke Cosmanis. And this is the Raw with Ollie McNichol podcast. McNichol. Recording in progress. Just got the message. All right. We ready to go, man? Yeah, bro. We're ready to go. <laughs> All right. Luke, brother, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We finally got into it. It's another um, situation where we were <laughs> messing around for a good, <laughs> almost a good hour. Um, but we were just mm. calming that reptilian brain, weren't we? And now we're ready to go. Yeah, bro. We're <laughs> excited. We're pumped. Let's do awesome. this. <laughs> Sick, man. Um, I'm just going to straight up give you a question that's going to get the ball rolling. And okay. that is, what does it mean to be great? Chuffing bombs ready. Um, I think the word great... So that's a great question. <laughs> I think great greatness to me is leaving a legacy. So being remembered for something, being remembered for something that's that's impactful. And I know that word gets thrown a lot, like around a lot, but being great, doing something great on this earth, doing something great for this earth, that's what being great is to me. How simple is it to be great? How simple? Mm. Quite quite simple if you choose to. What Very does that simple. look like? I think I think we overcomplicate things. Like we really overcomplicate things when it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. And sure, things take time to uh, get used to and, you know, changing and wanting to be great. And it can, you know take time but it's also as simple as just like a click of your fingers hmm. and you can be great you can be great you can love someone and be great you can make someone smile and be great it doesn't have to be like greatness you can just be great that's powerful man a few minutes in there it is <laughs> um, awesome that felt right, good sick. Like, yeah. even saying that that felt good yeah I felt it, man. So from there, let's go into Luke. Who is Luke? Where where have you... Oh, is that coming through your end? Yeah, it might be. 
some uh, some crazy noises coming through. Yeah, yeah. That's Is that better? Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, tell us about yourself then, man. Like, whatever you feel called to share in this moment, but also give us a brief rundown because we'll get we'll go over the shit, man. We'll go over it. <laughs> but yeah, who is Luke? Uh, well, my name's Luke Cosmanis. <laughs> um, I currently own a bathroom and kitchen renovation company. So I'm in the, I've been in the construction game for almost 15 years now, closing in. Been a long time. Um, I love building. I love being a part of it. I love, you know, giving people their dream bathroom and something they, you know, they like. So it's it's quite fulfilling actually. I enjoy it. Um, person on a personal level, like level, I'm very very energetic i'm very loud i'm very obnoxious but i like being the life of the party in a way and i don't really give a shit <laughs> what anybody thinks of me like i'll just be as loud as i want obviously be respectful in certain areas but yeah no nah, like i'm here to have a good time mm. sick and on that i know there's more for you to share on that but as a as a quick little segue, being someone who has for so long been that loud and open and expressive person physically, I've seen a huge shift in the way that you the way that you show up when when there's challenges and you're about to face ship. And please correct me if I'm wrong. This is completely my what I've noticed and what I've seen in you since knowing you. But there was a lot of physical movement and a lot of expression that was like really heightened physically. Like you, you love to dance. You love to jump around. <laughs> you love to like throw punches and shadow box and stuff. And what I would love to hear you elaborate on is how there was a shift in there was a shift that that occurred in in you when you went from someone who had challenges that you were going to be facing to someone who slayed those dragons entirely and then i saw this this stillness kind of come over you that i had never seen in you before that can you elaborate on that for <laughs> uh, we going we going straight deep hey um, am i am i right in saying that you're spot on yeah like i'm i'm a very physically verbal person i do like to dance around like you said i like to show i would say emotion through the way i move 100% like i love dancing i love going out like i love that energy i'm a very physical physical person um Obviously, there was an event recently, Transform, that happened that a lot has changed. It's changed my life completely. Um, and I went through some things and I've, I've really realized who I am again. And, you know, I may have even used that energy as deflection a lot of the time, you know, using that physical movement to deflect my actual emotions. And when I've, like, I've learned... <laughs> This is making me feel a bit. <laughs> um, when I learned to love myself again, it was just so peaceful, just so incredibly peaceful. 
and one thing I never did, and like I'm just because I'm so energetic, like I never really took the time to just be still and relax. And the meditations that I've been doing have really elaborated and taught that how important stillness is. Yeah. I could imagine that years of constant movement and as you as you mentioned, like deflecting shit that you didn't want to face in stillness and a place of like dealing with the stuff. I could imagine that that would be, it would have been pretty damn draining. Hmm. 100%. Mm. What was, yeah, yeah, tell me about that. Can you repeat the question again? Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, also, yeah. just before I do, can you just tilt your screen down slightly so we get more of you? Yeah, yeah that's like that. Like, per- down, like the other way? That way. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Perfect, perfect. Perfect. Easy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I, I could imagine that you're in the past constant movement and like expressing yourself in a way that was like doing so much movement so you didn't have to face the shit and move into the challenges i could imagine that all that physicality would have been draining as opposed to just dealing with the shit first and foremost Mm. yeah i'll use the word freedom and finally facing those challenges is i guess you won't really know until you've actually faced those challenges and you've slayed that dragon because I was completely unaware of how much I was deflecting my emotions. Like constantly deflecting my emotions, like not wanting to face face the challenge for one. It was quite overwhelming and confronting is the word I'll use because con- confrontation is probably the biggest word for me. I never used to be able to con- like confront anyone, my ex-girlfriends, people I work with, friends. Because I was scared, you know, I was scared they'd leave me. They'd abandon me. So I worked. <laughs> wow, that's that's actually an epiphany to me now because as it, being in construction is physical and I used to just work six, seven days a week. I just worked, just worked, worked, worked. I didn't want to think, just worked. And um, it was, yeah, it's fucking draining, fucking draining. What would you say to anybody who could possibly relate even the tiniest bit? What would you say to those people who maybe if this is relevant for them, what would you say to them if they are someone who works so much that they're possibly avoiding something? I would say it's just okay to be still like as uncomfortable and confronting as it is spending time by yourself is like, it's honestly beautiful and it doesn't have to be an extreme amount. It can just start at one minute a day to two minutes to five minutes a day, but it's like really and really embracing and embodying the time 
like I've, I'm still, I'm still like I work a lot, but that's because I love to work. Like I love my business. I have big plans. I have big ambition. But like for instance, like it's been too much up to this point, you know. And this weekend, I'm like, I'm not gonna have my phone on me. <laughs> like I'm putting it away where I can't even access it. Like it's going off. Like I don't want to contact anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone because I want my own space, and that's okay. That's okay. Like it's okay to tell people no. You're allowed to have your own space. Just breathe, relax, take some time. It might feel uncomfortable at the start, but just have have thoughts. There's nothing wrong with thinking. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with sitting and being still. It's okay. Now being a master of stillness, which you are, <laughs> what what does that mean for you? What does stillness mean as a whole? my reactions and i've always had i've always mm. called myself the crazy croatian because we're hotheads <laughs> the europeans <laughs> we're hotheads yeah so um my mum, you know hothead, how's that for an identity <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i'm a hothead like it's just it just runs in our blood we like to react mm-hmm. and that is like the biggest thing you know like that stillness like for instance, like driving your car and I'll drive along Beach Road and there's bike riders and they'll just cut me off and I used to just get so angry. I just reacted like, you fucking idiots, like yada, yada, yada. And then like now it's like, yeah, they do it. And then initially I'm like, oh, fuck sakes. And then I'm like, oh, like, who cares? You know, and then if something goes wrong at work, it's like it's fucking frustrating for five minutes. And then it's like, so what? It just brings out a peace to your day. Hmm. just absolute peace and yeah everyone reacts like we're all fucking human we all make mistakes like that's the way it is but it's just like it's like no it's chill like it's all good Hmm. you know which it is (laughs) it's always (laughs) gonna work out but it's like just take that breath and it's just peace it's just peace what does having stillness over hyper reactivity now leave room for The word that comes to mind is growth. Mm. The word that comes to mind is growth because it's that time that you spend stressing, it creates fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're more tired, you're more stressed about things, you're overthinking things. Once again, you don't have, you have less time for yourself. Your communication with your loved ones is, it's stressful. Like, you know, you're ittery, you're jittery, like you cause arguments. It's just, yeah, you just have that time to, and you get and you get to look at everything from a broader angle. Like you get to go like, fuck, okay, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on, but it's out of my control. It's like, it's cool. Mm. <laughs> and then you get to grow from that. Yeah. Speaking of being ittery and jittery, so <laughs> <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've mentioned to me, about your past of drugs and partying and, and, you know, drug abuse and, and, and whatnot. I'd love, because this is such a powerful topic to hear someone's journey on. Um, I would love for you to elaborate on that, man. Well, I think it was always about trying to fit in and being the cool kid. You know, everyone was doing drugs. It was the scene. 
I always liked going out. Like I said earlier, like I like dancing. Um, but it just got to the point where it was just like, I was like, I was never like full on like during the week. There was like a, like a couple of weeks where I was like that, but I always had my job to keep me like stable and humble. It was always like a safety. It just kept me safe in a way. Like if I didn't have that job, like who knows where it would have led to. Um, but yeah, like the weekends, it was all about just getting fucked up. And I know a lot of people like that, like living in Australia, like that's what it's about. It's like get fucked up on the weekends, do absolutely fuck all on Sunday <laughs> and then go to work Monday, you know? And like, yeah, I was doing, it started with pills. So I was always, when I was young, it's funny how you, like you go from one polar opposite to the other. And I was always like, I'm never going to do drugs like ever. Like I'll never touch that shit. And then you go out and you're like, you're having a few drinks, you're having a good time. And someone's like, oh, do you want a pill? And you're like, all right. So I had the pill. I was like, fucking had, you know, the most amazing time on it. I had a fucking great night, you know, and I was like, fuck yeah. Didn't feel anything. I'm 18. I'm young. Like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> let's do it again the next weekend and then the next weekend and then the next weekend. And then basically you don't, I did it every weekend for three, three to four years, mm. every weekend. And being like my height and my size, my tolerance for them just became just, yeah, I used to eat them. Like I used to eat pills. There was, there was, I think one night. So within 12 hours, I think I ate 14 pills Far out. and I walked out and I, yeah. And I walked out at like 6am and I was sober and it just sort of clicked at that point. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And this isn't necessarily where my drug habits stopped. I just sort of, it was actually a point where I was sort of like, sort of pushing as well. <laughs> you know, like I was selling at the clubs and stuff like that. Just very little amounts, nothing serious, but it was just like a bad time. And then anyway, I, I went out and came back on a Sunday afternoon at about 2 p.m. And clubs in Melbourne, they run till about 2 p.m. And I came back and I just chucked, I was still living at home with my parents. So I just chucked my pants in the laundry, not even thinking. And yeah, I went to sleep. And my mum, obviously suspicious at this point, because I'm just coming home at ridiculous hours, like the afternoon. She walks in and I'd left heaps in my pocket. And that was just like, I was so fucking tired that I just went back to sleep. Mm. <laughs> just so disrespectful. So disrespectful to my parents. And I just, the next two weeks weren't obviously great. Um, a very silent treatment with my mum. I didn't really talk to her much. She, yeah, she wasn't, was not happy. And it took a lot to recover that relationship for sure. Um, so after that, that was sort of a bit of a wake up call for me. Um, I would have been maybe 20, 21, 22 around that time. And then, yeah, sort of stopped taking that. I just sort of grew out of it. Um, and then just coke, cocaine every weekend. I was like earning enough money to supply myself and a few others around me, just blowing money, just no care for myself, self-sabotage, just go out, get fucked up. And look, I don't regret it at one bit. Like upsetting my mum, yeah, sure. Like that stuff, not the greatest, but I've always been the sort of person that if I don't do what I want to do in that moment, I'm going to fucking regret it. Mm. So I've, fucking, I've, had, I've had some fucking great fun. <laughs> I've had some fucking great fun. Like, don't get me wrong. It was good fun. <laughs> so, 
yeah, like I don't, I don't look at it as like a bad thing. I actually look at it as a fucking real learning curve. Mm. What was the biggest yeah. learning? I think, hmm, I've never really thought about it, but I think just gradually over time learning. And I actually had a conversation with my mate last night. We were at dinner and he's always like, you always beat yourself up when you, you know, like, cause I slowly stopped taking it every weekend and then it'd be like once every two and then once a month. And then he's like, you always just beat yourself up. And I was like, yeah, because I like performing at a fucking elite level. <laughs> I don't fuck around during the week, like Monday to Friday. I'm going mm. like, I got shit to do. I want to be at my peak. I want to eat right. I want to perform. So when I get fucked up, it, yeah, it probably was in my mind that I was feeling that shit for that long, but it's because I knew I wasn't at a hundred percent. And like that's what that's what the learning curve for me was. Was it's like I'm not I'm never going to perform at an elite level if I'm taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm. And is that when the shift occurred? That's when things started to take a turn or was it a gradual process yeah, it was it was more of a gradual process because mm. um, i just sort of yeah like that was the start of it i guess and i just sort of noticing my body i'm getting a little bit older i can't keep doing this and and then i like and i, th- I think i told you about this before but it was like I, i've always had that itch that itch to be someone mm. that itch to fucking be someone great you know, and that always weighed on my mind, you know, and I'm always like, I'm not going to get anywhere if I keep doing this. And I've got this ambition. I've got this drive. I've got the energy to do it. I've got the people skills. I can fucking kill it in the game. Any game I want to, I can kill it. Mm. And I was like, if I keep doing this, I'm not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, as I start doing it, fucking started getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit off topic, but hearing you speak like this is just um there's there's so much passion for success and me knowing you on a very personal level i see where it's coming from and it's a place from so much uh you are so humble and i think it's important to emphasize that being humble is not is not different or separate to wanting to be successful and wanting to be really fucking great as you've spoken about. And yeah, I want to hear, I'd love, love to hear more about what, where that kind of comes from for you. Where does the drive for success and we kind of touched on greatness, but going a little bit further, where does that drive for the success and knowing that, there's something that you got to do and you can't half-ass this stuff. Where does it come from? Firstly, firstly, I appreciate um, the comment about being humble. I do appreciate mm. that. I, I'm very big on love, as, as I'm sure you're aware of. And mm. Whoever talks to me, whoever speaks to me, doesn't matter who you are, I always give you the time of day. Like, So I do appreciate that. That's their kind words. Um, I guess we'll go to the start of the original drive for ambition, I guess, is why everybody does it, isn't it? The fucking nice cars, the nice houses, the fancy watches, the Gucci flip-flops. I <laughs> was <laughs> uh, um, just thinking back to that that old vision board that you uh, that you posted <laughs> up in the group. <laughs> the Ferraris, the Bentleys, the dream house, you know. <laughs> oh, man. 
And yeah, like I'm, you know, I, I like everyone likes the materialistic things. Yeah, I I still I think deep down I've always loved cars. I wouldn't, you know, I'm gonna buy a nice car, but I don't need as much. Obviously, we can talk about that a little bit later. But that was the like the original ambition, you know, and it's like and like that itch that that itch that I spoke about. It was like, now there's something there. And I even remember saying it to my my stepdad. I was like. Do you ever just feel like you're on this earth to be something more? And he's always like, he's like, yeah, I've had that same feeling. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But, mm. but there's always been something there. Mm. And then, and and then there's another experience that's just come to my mind was I was working for this old fella. And he was a high banker, you know, he's very, very successful with his life and money and stuff like that. Obviously, different direction that I want to head in. But I remember him pulling me aside one day. I was working at his house and he's like, you're going to achieve great things. And I was like, damn, <laughs> fucking right I am. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to touch on that because I see... You're, you're a, I forgot what his name was, but you're, you're a winner. You're, you're someone who values winning greatly, right? And that's, mm. it can be looked at in a pretty shit and um, unrelated way. And you are a really, really great example of someone who, wants to win, wants to be successful, wants to be great, but it's coming from a place of pure love and the desire for impact, change, growth, not just for yourself, but for the greater good of the world. And that's why I just wanted to to kind of touch on that and emphasize it because, yeah, I, I feel it can be can be an, an iffy one when people hear people talk about especially around materialistic things like there's a difference between wanting a car because it's uh it provides external validation and wanting a car because you simply love cars you're passionate about cars and that could be anything people love to draw cars people are super interested in the design and the the shape and stuff like it doesn't just have to be wanting something for the external validation. So I'd love to hear you talk on. So when was there a time when these things were coming from a place of external validation? And if so, what are they to you now? What are they to you now? Post transformer. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Nah, like absolutely, man. Fucking oath it was from external validation. Mm. 100%. There's no holding back on that. Like the only reason I've I've always I've always loved fashion for one. Like I've always liked buying nice clothes. I've always liked got, like, you know, dressing well. And I posted a, you know, post about this the other day. It's like I hold myself to a high standard and I want to look good. Mm. And yeah, like there was stuff. There is 100% the stuff I bought for external validation. You'd be lying if you hadn't. Mm. You'd be fucking lying if you hadn't. Um, so, yeah, it definitely started as external validation. And I actually had one of my mates ask me, I was always like, I'm going to get the AMG. 
and I still want the AMD, <laughs> but like for different. Well, I'm not going to say for different reasons because I think that was the one thing that I just wanted for me. Mm. He asked me, he's like, do you want it because you want it or do you want it because someone is going to see you driving in it? And I actually had to think, and I even had Tom ask me the same question. He's like, why do you want the AMG? And I, and I honestly, I thought about it. And back at that time when Tom asked me, I did let people change the way I think instantly. And like obviously look up to Tom as a mentor and it's like, Anything he says is sort of I always think about. But when he said that, I was like, oh, I don't need the AMG. And then as time's sort of going on, I'm like, no, nah, I still want it. Like it's something that I'm mm. like I'm going to earn and work my ass off for. Like I'm working my ass off for this goal. It's not going to give me anything fulfilling, like you know, internally. But it's just like a goal that I have. It's got nothing to do with what someone thinks. It's like I just want that car. I wanted that car since I was a young boy. Mm. Like that's the car I want. And it might have originally been for an external validation as well as that, but I've definitely become aware that you shouldn't buy things for external validation. That comes with self-confidence. That comes with loving yourself. <laughs> you know, that it, it comes with so many factors. But, yeah, it's, that's how it started. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Well said. And now it's like the instead of the focus being on the 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 car which is you know still something that is super exciting for you and it's it's something to achieve but now the focus is on the goal and the achievement itself which there's nothing wrong with that right like that's mm. yeah so that's that's really cool mm. yeah mm. fuck yeah awesome. yeah um so you you grew up in uh, in adelaide yeah mm yeah. When when did you move and why? Why did you move to you're in Melbourne? Yeah, I'm in yeah. Melbourne, yeah. 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 So I was fourteen at the time. Very bad time to leave um <laughs> to leave states and move schools. It's a time it was a tough time. It was a very fucking tough time for me because fourteen's like the age that you make or break like your friendship groups. Like yeah, you have mates that you grew up with, but it's like it's that do or die sort of situation in high school and it's like I moved at like the worst timing and it was tough man it fucking honestly it fucking sucked Mm. (laughs) like it was tough and I moved because my mum and my stepdad wanted to move and I'd always loved lived with my mum so I just went I didn't really have a fucking say in it I just went and then, yeah, moved to Melbourne, went to a school here that I fucking hated, <laughs> got bullied like fucking shit. I got bullied in Adelaide as well. Like, I was always the target. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that's why I moved when I was 14. I moved because, yeah, my parents wanted to move. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in Adelaide? Uh, so, there's a few addresses, but to be honest, man, my memory... When I was younger, it's it's not much is there, <laughs> um, but I was in I was in North Plimpton. Oh yeah, North Plimpton yep. for a while. Um, I think it was. I don't know if it was Augusta Street or if it was that was somewhere else. But yeah, it was always around that area. Yeah. 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 Right. I didn't know that yeah. about you. I didn't know you were from here in Adelaide. No, Adelaide boy, mate, through yeah. and through, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have been here when I was here. We would have been 
super close before we uh, before we even met. Yeah, where'd you grow up? Uh, I was born in I was born in Wallaroo. Uh, lived in Munta for a few years, and then moved to Adelaide. And I was always around like the Marion area. I don't know if you remember much of that, but yeah, Marion yeah. Shopping Centre. They used to <laughs> hang out. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, around Marion area, and then um, we've been in all over, but um, been in Hallett Cove for a while now. It's beautiful yeah. here near the beach and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Although right now, like weather is crazy. I, when it rains. It's so loud in this room, so I wasn't sure if if it would actually come through on the podcast. But we're good; it's nice and clear for now. Yeah, of course. I've been attracting some nice weather lately. It's my energy oh, I'm giving thank off. Thank you. This like the universe is following me wherever. I was speaking <laughs> to my dad earlier. It's like, oh, the sun's shining as you're talking to me. I was like, what can I say? <laughs> thank you for manifesting this this awesome way nah, that's podcast. Right. That's it. why, why didn't you uh why didn't you manifest a nice clean setup for the podcast instead <laughs> oh. Oh. Nah, man, it was it was good i love the <laughs> i love the the fiddling and i love the whole i love everything to do with remote podcasts and um as we said before all that shit just it just makes you chill out and you no longer think about yeah. the what could go wrong because it's all gone wrong at the start before you even get, get into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for um, sure, for sure. So i got a question for you, man. And this is one that I've asked you before. Mm. But I understand that now it's going to have an entirely different answer. Do you remember what's, do you know what I'm, I'm about to ask? Oh, I'm not sure, man. Okay. What I asked that first video call that we had. The first video call we had. In the group. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you asked me if... There was something you have to do tonight to let go. All right, here we go. I'll ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after your answer, now you can elaborate on what it was and how that's changed. All right. So tonight, midnight tonight, is it's all over for you. It's done. Um, Your life has come to a close. You're on your deathbed. That's it. For you to be satisfied with the entirety of your life, the trajectory, the trajectory, the trajectory that you that you're on currently. What is one thing you need to do, and one thing you need to let go of in order to be completely satisfied? See, this question is a lot harder now. Mm, I thought it this was question good. is a lot fucking harder. Mm. Damn. 
one thing you need to let go of and one thing you need to do to be completely satisfied with saying goodbye to everyone and having your life come to a close midnight tonight. Does there have to be something? There doesn't have to be something that you need to let go of. And I'm pretty certain that there's not because you're on a fucking awesome <laughs> path, but I know that there's something that, that you could do. And I would, I would love to know what that is. It could be anything as well. It could be a message mm. that, that, you know, you need to leave. It could be anything, man, whatever. I think you that's for. definitely where I was thinking. Like if I was to do something, it would have to be to leave some sort of message. It would have to be some sort of message that I could leave to like a video recording that can be posted or shared. Like a message to remind everybody that every human being on this earth is fucking beautiful. Everyone has their own beautiful purpose. Nobody knows the way you're thinking. Everyone's got their own shit going on in their life. There's going to be people that upset you, but that's just their projections. If you can just actually take the time to love yourself and to love everybody around you, your life will be so peaceful. Beautiful. Fuck yeah, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a massive mic drop right there. Mm. Thank you for mm. sharing that. My pleasure, brother. How how did that feel? That felt fucking powerful, man. I've really embodied the core value of love like to a T like it's already been there it's already always been there it's interesting the conversations I've had post transformer people and even like with my dad for instance he said I told him about you know like my love like my core value love and he's like yeah everyone remembers you like everyone I speak to is always like oh I love Luke like he's just full of energy and he's just so lovely and I'm like I've always been that person unconsciously I've always been that person I've always wanted to like probably to a point where it was too much like I just wanted to please people um but I've also just wanted to love people because that's who I am I like to make people feel good I like to make people laugh like that's who I am I don't even think we need to we don't even need to share what your answer was to that last time I don't even there's no point um People are going to be curious about it now. They want to. They're going to want to know <laughs> what it was you were saying to that. Um, what, I like think a, the question will ago, be answered but... as trans. Yeah, the answer will be the the question will be answered. I feel like in this podcast, you'll just have to listen out for it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, as in the question of what it what it once your answer was previously. Yeah, what my yeah. answer was. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, 
from that then because this is just this is awesome like right now i'm seeing luke embodied as luke and embodying all of your core values and so that's a good yeah this is a good time for me to ask you i want to hear about the moment you realized at the transformer event the moment you realized that there's something else that you're wanting to do and energetically what that felt like to realize all of a sudden that it's not the thing that you've devoted years of your life to. Uh, I hope you feel privileged because when I think of this experience, the moment that you came out and spoke to me after this experience was, I just picture your face every time I see it. Oh, man. You know, and it's so your big smile and you come out, you hug me and I think of you and it's fucking just beautiful, man. So received. It really Thank was. you. You're welcome. Mm. Um, so during Transformer, um, for anybody that doesn't know, we do a deathbed experience. <laughs> and this meditation is us uh, picturing ourselves on our deathbed. Now, a lot of stuff has happened up to this point. I've let go of all the stuff that I've been holding on to for the last 20 years. It's been quite a, quite a few days of crying <laughs> at this point of letting go. <laughs> quite an emotional roller coaster. Um, so we've entered, we've entered this deathbed experience after hearing Tom, fuck me. It was the most powerful moment heading into that experience. Tom's just sitting there telling us his stories and just what life means to him and what the meaning of life means to him and how it's all about experience. And, and then he starts telling us about his deathbed experience and it's honestly the most captivating, mesmerizing moment in my entire life. The room's quiet. Everyone is just listening. So everyone's just in this mood. Everyone's just like in it. They're just in it. Everyone's just fucking in it. Just in it. And um, he tells us to close our eyes and we, as a group, we do it together. And he asks us, you know, to picture us at our deathbed. I can, you know, describe the experience. I was 101. I remember the age of 101. Mm. You're laying there and you have all these people lying around you that you've impacted over the years. There's quite a few people, people I didn't think I would see, um, family I didn't think I'd see. It's a pretty cool experience. I keep, I, I've never been into this spiritual shit before. Like ever, I was never like a not like I was against it or anything. I was just I'd never experienced anything like this before. And anyway, after this this moment, we we get told to I think it's I think it's fly over our funeral, and you're flying over the funeral, and there's you know all these people there, and you're asked who's reading the eulogy. And it was my brother. And me and my brother, we've always been pretty close, but as of recently, there's just been a few few niggles and I actually wasn't talking to him at that point. 
just just couldn't be bothered. Like it wasn't anything serious, but it was just like. And at that moment, I was like, "Damn, there is so much more." Instantly, before we have even gone into the experience, I was like, "There is so much more than fucking bullshit, like bickering with your family." Like, fuck yeah, you're gonna bicker. Everyone's gonna bicker. But like, at that moment, I was like, "I don't really care. I love you unconditionally. Like, you can be as much of a fuckwit as you want. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna love you." So that was a pretty touching moment, like instantly. And then there, you know, he's reading the eulogy, and then. And then you're asked to, there's a golden plaque, is it? A plaque? And there's, the plaque is me, and I'm just like, big smile on my face, arms around, you know, two, uh, two younger, you know, children that have just, I've impacted and we're just having the best time. And on, on the golden plaque, it says, what, he says, what does it say you're remembered for? And this, this is where it really fucking hit home because it was like, it said Luke was remembered for love and energy. Love and energy. And I was like, Pfft. and even just talking about it now, it just, it just brings up this just feeling of raw emotion, just fucking beautiful emotion. Oh. <sighs> And I was just like, holy fuck, my whole life I've been on the brink of being consciously aware of this. But to be fucking aware of it now is like, holy shit. And I'm like, my life's just fucking done. I fucking full 180, mate, flipped on its head, like just damn. And um, and then, you, you know, we get, we get told to fly over the world. <laughs> We fly over the cities and we see the people and I see all these people running towards each other, hugging each other, loving each other. <laughs> and it's honestly the most fucking beautiful thing I've ever fucking seen. Uh, at this point, I'm fucking boiling my eyes out. A teary mess, mate. Just just absolutely fucking beautiful. Mm. And just like that, just like that, literally just my, my I'm just completely changed. My outlook on life, my outlook on people, my outlook of the planet, how fucking beautiful it really is, just instantly changed. Instantly changed. And I'm fucking here to spread my love and energy to the world. And if that ain't the most impactful fucking shit you've heard, I don't <laughs> fucking know what is. Because uh, goddamn, man, god fucking damn, that shit was another level. Mm. Another level. Mm-hmm. And then you came out after, man. I had to leave the room because I was just overwhelmed with emotion. Just so much emotion. Just so much beauty. Like beautiful emotion. I just, I think I remember saying to you, man, like I've, I've never seen anything more fucking beautiful in my life. And you just came out and you gave me this biggest hug. You had the biggest smile on your face. And it was just, oh, it was fucking beautiful, man. It was fucking beautiful. And Tom walked out at one point and he's like, better than any high had on on drugs or alcohol isn't it mate and i'm like fucking nice fucking nice just my love for everyone just increased like tenfold mm-hmm. so biggest takeaway from that right now is change can happen in an instant like in the click of your fingers change can happen and you experience mm-hmm. that Many, many people have. Everyone in that room did. Change can happen in an instant. 
And the other thing on that is, um, yeah, I want to ask. So what did you realize that then meant moving forward? What was Luke then meant to be doing as an action? How are you going to action that, that realization? For sure. So obviously owning a bathroom and kitchen renovation company, which I still still love and I'm still going to do, no doubt. Like I have full investment in that because I love the, the boys that work for me. I have a really great team and I actually fucking enjoy building. Like it's building for someone, you know, like they get fulfillment out of it. So that gives me fulfillment. Mm. So I'm never like, I, I do have no intention of giving that up whatsoever because I, I have the team around me to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. So from this point forward though, how do I impact people? The question that I had to ask myself was, how am I going to impact people through love, energy, and community? I'm going to fucking run some retreats. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, that is good to hear. That mm. is so great to hear that from you again. Woo. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So the plan is I'm still mapping it out because it's still super fresh. Like for me, it's like I've been doing something for a long time, you know. Mm. But the plan is to teach people what I've experienced through Transformer, through letting go, through loving themselves again, wanting to love themselves again and being able to – because if you can love yourself, you can love anyone. And that's what it's about. It's about loving yourself. I thought I loved myself, but I didn't fucking love myself. You know, I want to teach people that. I want to teach, I want to incorporate like health and fitness, get that energy, you know, get that fucking shit going. You know, I love, I love moving, love moving. And I also am learning about breathwork meditation and ice baths, just like my boy Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, man. Yeah, man. I'm fucking learning about, I'm actually really experiencing it. Like I've, I've booked in, I've got three retreats booked in. I've actually got, a retreat booked in with uh his name's will frost get frost it's in the grampians and it's meant to be next weekend so hopefully oh, it goes through beautiful so we're going into like the rivers and like going full cold man like hikes and you know i'm fucking excited for that and then i've got a fitness retreat coming up and then i've got a conscious retreat coming up so just experiencing it and embodying it all man and then i'm gonna fucking create something that's so powerful man so yeah. fucking powerful oh yeah yeah you are Oh, that's awesome, man. So pumped to see the the progression of that and when the time has come for and that's it's taking place. Man, I cannot wait to be there. <laughs> mm. You'll fucking be there. Don't you worry, brother. Oh, You'll be there. It's gonna be awesome. Um so what just before you- we continue, yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. Just before we continue, I've got a question for you. So when is the next Ollie McNichol <laughs> retreat? <laughs> finally i can i can answer that with something and that is i am working on something really freaking exciting it is a little bit different to a retreat it's not yeah so this this time around what i've been working on isn't a in-person retreat it's going to be a 90-day uh online interactive uh, program for men okay and it is going to be absolutely sick um fucking oath it is 
Yeah, yeah, really, really excited about that. It's going to be, and this is the first time saying it out loud as well. So the the only person mm-hmm. who knows is uh, is Brianna right now. Um, but I've been working on this, as Tom meant, as Tom says, in the cave. I've been in the cave working <laughs> on this. Um, yeah, you've been real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been on the down low. Um, but yeah, it's gonna cover. We're going to go so deep, like to the absolute depths of, um, I want to get the order right. Actually, now screw the order right now, but it's going to be stillness, movement, um, stillness, movement, the inner work. So mindset and strength. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Stillness, movement, mindset, strength. And yeah. So yeah soon to come soon to come that's all yeah he looks pumped man you look excited <laughs> that, i'm feeling it i'm feeling it it's gonna be fire bro mm, for sure thank you for asking man and yeah right. definitely like 100 percent um events and in-person retreats will be will be happening um this is just my main core focus right now um but a lot is actually going to lead from from this experience and the the ninety day program and with this tribe of uh, of men that I yeah that I create and that we have is going to open up so many so many doors for for events yeah for for men and for the embodiment of what it is to be a an empowered man and a courageous man. And it's not, it's not always just going to be with like with men. Like I absolutely love working with men and women. Um, So events and retreats will be for men and women, but this time around it's time for me to fucking embody the man within myself and empower and guide and, and teach others how to be, the create the courageous man um how to advance and go into yeah go into the cave and come out as a, a fully embodied courageous man um yeah <laughs> so super pumped right, about that, that. Sounds, that sounds powerful man <laughs> that's i'm very excited for you i'm mm. very excited for you thank you thank you for asking but enough about me man Enough about me. Um, <laughs> why, why didn't you give up when shit was absolutely painful and more challenging than ever? I think you mentioned like about a year ago or when, when COVID sort of hit. Why didn't you give up? Why are you here now talking to me like this? like a completely different human being, <laughs> I might add. Mm. Um, this sort of, I guess the personal development journey started for me, I would say about two years ago. My first course I actually bought into was high ticket sales, very materialistic sort of course. But nonetheless, sales is a great, great thing to learn about. And for me, it was something I just jumped straight into the deep end. Like, I went heavy and, like, I was not ready for it. But I remember doing this course. It was, I think, seven weeks. And it was, like, dedicated a whole Friday 
to it and then being someone that's never done sales before i was like we got chucked into the deep end and started doing sales calls with the people in the group man i fucking crumbled i would i would i just like wouldn't know what to say and man it made me so uncomfortable and like it bashed me the fuck down like it hit me down man like i was like damn i like what I'm not capable of this. That was my first, like, that was my first fail, as some people say, but for me, it was a learning lesson. It was a big one. I was going through quite a bit of shit at that time. And, yeah, just, nah. So after that, I was just sort of slowed down. I was like, nah, fucking, this isn't for me. Whatever. Sure enough, that that itch came back. Um, and then shout out to my man, Six Minutes Steve. He was my first coach. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've met Six Minutes Steve, quite a character. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you can see me and him getting on quite well, very oh, loud yeah. and obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we mean, so Steve was the start for me, right? And and Steve actually got me, because I'm like me doing a podcast now, damn, I, w- I, I would not be doing this shit 12 months, even 12 months ago, man. Like, nah, like no chance. He, and so he like challenged me to to rap over a song on on my story on my Instagram story, and that for me was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done. So that's how it started, and then I got involved. I've always been into fitness and nutrition, so like I love love training, love eating right. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be like an online online nutrition coach, online fitness. So I did all that stuff, learned a little bit about it. Did the first three months with him, learned a lot about myself. Um, but it just something just never felt right. And then we did another three months, which was fucking. It was a good. It was a fucking great three months. Uh, yeah, three months. It was a very intensive twelve weeks. So we were doing a lot. And during this time, I think I don't know if this was the second or the first lockdown. I think it was the first lockdown. This maybe the second. The second lockdown. The second lockdown in Melbourne. And I had a housemate, but he was with his girlfriend a lot of times. So basically, I'm learning all this personal development stuff, learning all of it, complete change once again in trajectory. Like I, I'm not, you know, I'm not comfortable with this stuff. I don't know it to a T and I'm just trying to fucking launch an online course. So I'm like hitting extremes, doing these intensives. I'm still working because I'm lucky enough to still be working. And this, and this was a massive takeaway for me at Transformer was how much I actually love being like the personal touch of a human being. Mm. Like I need to be surrounded by people. None of this online shit, like, yeah, I can have an impact on social media and stuff, but when, I've, when I'm doing something and I want to make an impact with someone, I, it doesn't have to be, but like for me, I want it to be personal. And that was the biggest, like, one of the biggest takeaways from Transformer is, like, how important it is to have people around me all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, trapped in a house by myself, learning all this new stuff. Man, I hit fucking rock bottom. I was like, I'm not fucking good enough. I'm not good enough to do this. Who am I? Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. All these limiting beliefs popping up. I was just finding every excuse but me being me, I don't give up until the job's done. But I gave up on the online coaching. I still ran through the 12-week intensive. I remember there was a point where I even 
uh, like I messaged Steve and like because we did a call every week with the boys, and I was like, I'm not getting on. He's like, you're getting on, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking face anyone, man. I feel like I'm of shit. He's like, just come on, like, man. I was just not me, and this had nothing to do with drugs or anything, man. Like this was just me hitting my like lowest. I was like, I've just been pushing and pushing and pushing, and I'm like, nah, like this. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not fucking good enough. And then not being around people and yeah, it was it was tough, man. Mm. So to go back to the question, what's the overarching reason why you didn't give up then? Because I'm Luke Cosmanis. Heck yeah, we don't need anything else. That's I, good. I That's... don't fucking give up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. We don't need any other explanation there. <laughs> so going back to, uh, you said that this first course that you did a while back, you were went straight, just jumped straight into the deep end. You were thrown in it. And from there, it was, things were just messy and, and yeah, whatnot. So what are small, what does small progressions mean to you? Why are small progressions important and what is a small progression to you? I think it's, it's, it's pretty, I think awareness is a massive factor to this because you don't really know what you've done until you look back and just even like speaking to you then about how I started, I've come so far. Mm. All these little setbacks, all these little things, it's taken, you know, two years to get to where I am now. Like, and I haven't launched anything and I'm not going to launch anything for a year. I'm still experiencing it all. But who I've become as a person over the last two years, fucking oath. Like, I have changed so much, mm. you know. So you don't, you're not even aware of it, mm. but it's like all these little things that you're doing at the moment which might not feel like you're doing anything. Mm. You're doing something. Mm. You're doing, you are doing something. You might not know it. You might not know it for a year. You might not know it for two years because you're just not aware of what you're doing. But all these little things every day, showing up every day, just doing one thing you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. Like I've had, obviously since transforming, it's been huge breakthroughs Mm. and like, I was watching a video and just like I said, I'm Luke Cosmonis. When Tom's like, he gets asked because he's, you know, he's a beast. Tom's a beast. And it's like when he gets asked, what do you do on your, t- you, 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 your tough days or your down days? And he goes, I'm fucking Tom Clark. Mm-hmm. I fucking show up. Yeah. And for and I'm like, yeah. No, you, you go, you go. Yeah. And just for, for people who hear that and, may just be like well what the heck does that mean the what that means is it's a few things but more than anything it's an embedded command within yourself to attach doing the shit that you know needs to be done to who you're identifying as to who you want to be as your highest self, it's an embedded command to strengthen that action. So you saying you didn't give up because Luke Cosmanis doesn't give up. 
that is a that's that's telling yourself for anything in the future any challenges you're going to go through them because Luke doesn't give up and I think that's just important because anyone who's who's hearing that and they're just like well that's a super bland and uh shit answer there's there's a lot more behind that it's it's the embodiment of of higher self and what your higher self does Mm. were you gonna say something else there yeah i'll just quickly touch on that because it's like and that's what i was building to it's like all these little things that i've been doing over the last couple of years these little acts these little tiny acts learning setback learning setback learning setback learning setback finding what works finding what doesn't once it clicks, as it's clicked and me saying, once again, I'm saying I'm Luke Cosmos, all the things that I've learned, I do now mm. because of that. And it took me two years to fucking realize I can do all this shit. So, yeah, the change happens instantly, but you, you've you got a lot to, like, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. So you just got to keep working on those little things. Just work, 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 and fuck me. You know, I still have days when I'm like, I'm getting nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting fucking nowhere. I'm just working like a dog, getting nowhere. And then you look back, you're like, fuck, I've come a long way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what do you love about yourself? And thank you, Tom Clark, for that question request. Luke, what do you love about yourself, man? So this one, this one always makes me think because you know what? I'm going to yeah, challenge you. This that. one, I want you to keep short. I'm going to challenge short. you on that. Yeah, because then it's going to be I like a lot. <laughs> then it's going to be. Der- I know your elaboration is beautiful, but this this one, mm. I want you to keep it short. I love how I love. Sick. Yeah. I love how I love. Mm-hmm. I could fucking go on, but I'm just going to go with I love how I love. I know it. I know it. I know what that means. I know I said keep it short, but briefly <laughs> explain, briefly explain to those who okay. don't know you what that means for Luke to love in the way that Luke loves briefly. Okay. Um, I love people not because I want them to love me back. I just love people because i love people like that's just who i am Mm. and i love that i can love openly Mm. yeah powerful yeah that's awesome i'm gonna i received a couple questions from that instagram post (laughs) i'm gonna see what we got (laughs) and shoot them through We'll wrap up shortly, but let's see what we've got here. Jeez, have we been talking for a bit? <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, all right, sick. We do have a couple here. All right. Oh, Anthony, wicked. So previous podcast <laughs> guest, Anthony, favorite <laughs> superhero and why? This is an interesting question because I'm not like I like watching superhero movies, but I've never really thought about it. I 
The two that are popping up are Iron Man and Batman. Yeah. Mm, but I guess <laughs> Batman's more of a superhero. Iron Man's not really a superhero. Like, Batman's a superhero. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Batman. I'm going to go with Batman. Yeah. Um, why? Why? Because he's just he's just an everyday human being. <laughs> Sick. And you learn it. everything he knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy asks, why are you so cute? Oh, you have to, you'll have to ask my mom that one. <laughs> Can you get her on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. There you go, Troy. Uh, it's, uh, it's all there. It's all from the jeans. <laughs> shout, shout out Luke's mom. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> Um, Ken, do you know Ken? Ken, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. <laughs> he asks, biggest obstacle he f- that you faced in life slash business pre-Transformer and post-Transformer? Oh, that's a good question. Biggest challenge. That is a good one. That's a fucking really good question. That's mm. a really good question. I'm, the first thing that pops into my mind, like there's a num- numerous amounts of things. I think um, coming to peace with my last relationship. Mm. Yeah, like there was a lot of shit that I was unaware that I was doing, and that's what like I learned at Transformer. Mm. But yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was. A, it was. A, a good time but a tough time and yeah that was the biggest challenge just finding peace with it pre-transformer yeah pre-transformer yeah yeah biggest obstacle yeah. post-transformer post-transformer um i think it's still an obstacle that i'm working over and i'm attacking it this weekend but it's just finding time for myself mm, i've yeah, got sick. a lot i want to do like a lot I want to do, um, but it's just like, yeah, I gotta gotta find some time for myself. I gotta demand time for time for myself. Mm. Yeah, beautiful, isn't it? Cool how when when there's so much growth, the challenges, and that's why this is such a cool question because challenges don't disappear; they they evolve into a new level of challenges. In that they're they're kind of from a place of like, well a place of a lot more intelligence and the challenges that you have that you face. um, Yeah. That's basically it. It's just like a new level of challenges Mm. um, as opposed to petty, petty shit. Not to say that what was experienced back then was, was petty, but to face it as the new improved higher self is, um, it's just like history, you know, it's just like, well, yeah. yeah, I know how to conquer that. If that comes again, like, give me like, where are the yeah. challenges that I, I really need to sink my teeth into and, and go through. Mm. Mm. That's a cool question. For sure. Yeah. Um, were you going to say something on that? No, I was just, yeah. I was just thinking like, that's such a cool way that you said that. Cause it's just like, 
the challenges don't end. Mm. Don't think you get to a point where your challenges are going to end because there's just going to be bigger challenges. Mm, they you're just going to get stronger and stronger, but the, you're going to get stronger and stronger and you'll be able to slay a lot of challenges, but there's going to be new challenges arising always. Mm. It's an infinite game. It ain't ending. <laughs> you got to fight your way to the top and stay at the top. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Mm. Any questions for me before we wrap this up? Any questions that you have for me? I knew you would ask this question and I probably should have put more time towards it. <laughs> but what what was like your turning point? Like I don't know too much about your past, which I'd love to get to know about. But when did you decide that you wanted to do what you're doing now? Hmm. Awesome question. When did I decide? similar to you there's always been like a a deep inner knowing but the decision occurred the decision occurred when I got to speak to my younger self who was in so much pain And I got to, through an exercise similar to a deathbed, it was a guided visualization sort of thing. Being able to speak to my younger self was the first time I felt a sense of authority and and sense of authority and like, and worth because it was then my opportunity to speak to my younger self, appreciate what they went through and tell them that it was okay and that I will take the reins from here. And that meant for me that I could step into, into the man. I could step into my higher self. I could step into the human being that is here to impact and yeah. And, and guide people through, through challenges that I've been so blessed to face myself. Yeah. I think that that kind of sums it up still in a nutshell, but yeah. Yeah. Keep it short and sweet, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. I felt that. Mm. Mm, thank you. Yeah, awesome question. Um, what does raw mean to you? Raw means authentic. Mm. From the heart. No script, no bullshit. Like I said earlier, like I, I was going to write some shit down, but I thought, no, nah, fuck that. I want it to come from within. Mm. Beautiful. Awesome. Is there anything else you feel called to share with the audience, whether that's something you want to touch on or something that, or it could simply be a message. Is there something that you want to touch on before we finish up? Um, I think it's just, just 
simplicity in life is so it's just it's so important because obviously my biggest core value is love and it's so easy to spread love it's not a difficult task it's really fucking easy it's as simple as asking how someone is like how their day is behind the counter saying hi to someone smiling at someone like it's really not that difficult and there's actually more fulfillment for you by giving someone that energy so just keep it simple and just spread love Mm. (laughs) sick that's Mm. an awesome message where where can people where can people follow you find you on this journey towards guiding others where can people see this shit like evolve and and turn into what it's going to be where can people see this the story is just getting started. It's for sure <laughs> just getting started. So mm-hmm. come join the ride. I got Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure you've got the tags. You check them on the, the link. My name's Luke Cosmanis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to post content regularly. I'm starting to experience things, and I'm starting to spread that message. So please come follow the ride. Awesome, man. Sweet. Thank you so much. We will wrap it up there. No. This has been an Thank you so much, brother. awesome chat. Such a deep yeah, conversation. Funny. I love your, I love, I love the way that you express and being able to see you speak to me and speak your truth and speak about what matters to you in a completely different way that I, that I've ever, that I've seen you speak uh, as a whole is really, really cool. So um, honoring you for that and yeah, I, I just want to say how I don't say this from yeah, no, I, I'm I feel so much pride towards you, not from like a place of like me up or down or like being above or below, but simply from a a just being a human being and seeing what you've been through and seeing what's coming for you. I'm I'm so proud. I really, I really am like receiving that and I appreciate that, man. And like, you don't need to describe it. Like I completely understand what you mm. mean by that. And it means a lot. So thank you. You're so welcome. All right, brother. Let's leave it there. Thank you to everyone who tuned in um, and sticking around for this long, but deep and beautiful podcast. <laughs> Much love. Peace. See you later. Peace.